was just a wonderful man that I loved deeply. And people assumed it was a lie. She was devastated by what the media was saying about her. And she was losing everything. It's been all sweet to you guys, and y'all screwed me over. What you see in the public eye is a bombshell, but behind the scenes, it's a different story. Oh boy! Yes, I, I, I watched all that. <laughs> Real time. Welcome to Court Killers, the show about watching the stuff you love when you want, where you want, however you want. I'm Pamela Anderson Smith. I'm Tom Merritt. Uh... Wow, that, wow. that didn't land the way you thought it was going to, did you? <laughs> no, it didn't, it didn't land. <laughs> That's okay, because I'm Brian Brushwood. Uh, hey, Bryce, Hi. tell me about this Anna Nicole Smith movie. <laughs> so that was a trailer for Netflix's upcoming documentary, Anna Nicole Smith, You Don't Know Me. It is a look back on the cultural icon that streams on Netflix May 16th. Um, so it'll be interesting because we have all we all of us kind of came up while Anna Nicole Smith was the biggest thing, but at different ages. Like I was kind of prime time. Uh, I was in college. I think maybe two years into her pinup Playboy uh, story, mm. uh, and then we all watched the awful Descent or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, Tom, what what was your experience like watching all that? Uh, I was living in Austin, uh, up on Duval. Uh, in an apartment and it, it kind of blends into the time of OJ and the uh, little bit, the, of, yeah, a little bit, the, or, what, uh, maybe before, yeah, I Lorena guess during, Bobbitt like right and, around the same time. Yeah. All of those early, what were the, was it? The Menendez brothers? Is that the, the right name? Me Mendez? Men Mendez? Menendez? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, One of them, the, yeah. the kids who killed I, their It kind of yeah. all fits into that stretch of four or five years to me. Uh, Bryce, mm -hmm. uh, 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 what was your experience? Because you were, uh, I, I assume, a fair bit younger. Yeah, it would have been very, very VH1. It would have been post any of the the the, 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 the uh, modeling or spreads. It would have all been the TV show or the, dr the drama from, from then and on. Um, so I'll be interested to see this because I don't know too too much about her early uh, work. So, uh, uh, well, I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, basically, pin up to all of a sudden. Yeah, I think the the real drama occurred when she married. I think like an eighty seven year old billionaire. Yeah, or something. yeah, very, like, very, yeah. I mean, older look, than me. Love has love has many shapes. We're gonna find out more of them on May sixteenth. Yeah, May sixteenth. I I was trying to make a. There's been so many. <laughs> Uh, uh, Pamela Anderson Lee things and when I first saw the beginning of this I thought it was another one and then realized oh wait no this is Anna Nicole Smith we've moved on to a new story yeah uh, the important part is that she was in a naked gun movie oh. emphasis on the movie let's move on to the primary target okay. Warner Media has changed the name of HBO Max to just Max you all knew that already. You're already sending us emails about it. But the tagline is the one to watch. Warner CEO David Zasloff says that the new influx of discovery content that has already in some cases moved over, but will continue to be brought over to the, to the new merged service, will make it the largest TV library in the world. Zaslav repeated his previous talking points that HBO Max was good at acquiring subscribers and Discovery Plus was good at retaining subscribers. So the new Max hopefully will be good at both of those things. He also said that details on sports and news elements of Max will be announced in a few months. So they're going to bring in CNN. They're going to bring in NBA through TNT. They're going to bring in hockey. 
but no details on that. That won't be there right at the beginning of launch. President of Streaming and Games, J.B. Perrette, pitched Max as having everything, so you won't need multiple services. And I'm quite curious uh, how that's going to go down. Uh, sadly, Max will not have Star Trek, Star Wars, or Bridgerton, uh, so your mileage on that may vary. He also talked up a redesigned UI, more stable service. A lot of people uh, have complained about HBO Max's stability, so a more stable Max app will be good. Expect more genre-based hubs and user-optimized recommendations. Uh, Built-in kids profile is coming. The app color will be blue, not purple, so that you can easily confuse it with Prime and Paramount+. Plus. <laughs> um, Max will take over most existing HBO Max app installs on May 23rd. So you may not have to do anything. It may just update and you got the new app. You'll see the new icon and you're all done. Uh, some platform apps, probably some of the smart TVs, may give you a notification saying, hey, you need to go download the new one. Uh, the ad-free tier will stay. It's going to be $16 a month uh, for the ad-free tier. Uh, it's going to be $10 a month for the ad-supported tier. Both will support two simultaneous HD streams. The price change comes with a new $20 a month tier that will give you four concurrent streams, 4K and Dolby Atmos. And Discovery Plus, as we know, is sticking around. You can still get that for $4.99 a month. Uh, they're doing some other fun stuff like adding PayPal as a, as a payment uh, service. And they announced tons of content. There's that Harry Potter series is absolutely going to have happen. They, they talked about committing to that for a decade. Uh, there's going to be a Dunkin' Egg uh, uh, series on HBO that will be called A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms, The Hedge Knight. Um, but a bunch of other stuff like that. But, but, but uh, Brian, it, how, how are you taking the news that this is called Max? I know there's some portion of our viewers that are very tired about Brian, Brian thinking about branding advice or whatever, but let me share the following. Uh, the, this is a weird esoteric thing, but there are only so many colors that can define a brand. Uh, Pepsi, for example, had a red, white, and blue color scheme and was trying to take on Coke, and they did not do well until they embraced one color. What color is Pepsi, Tom? Blue. That's correct. Uh, what color is Coke? Red. What color is the streaming service that you get that is red? Netflix. Or, uh, yes. Uh, sorry, what brand? Uh, uh, so meanwhile, like what was the color that was not Netflix that was blue? Uh, oh. That was a nonsense sentence. I may be having a stroke. <laughs> that one, I, that one I, you I, lost I apologize. Me if you're thinking about Paramount or Prime Video. Cor correct. Correct. Hulu but, is green. Uh, Prime is kind of a, you know, mustard yellow or whatever. Um, oh, they're going with blue. Uh, yeah, they're blue now. Are they really? Yeah. yeah. So so it's like everybody's body slamming each other. It's like they all went with yeah. blue. Okay. All right. Well, uh, uh, but you know what's sticking out? Green. It, it, it might as well be a press release. Like think, think about rental car companies. Uh, what's the number one rental car company you could think of and what color is associated with it without saying Yellow. its name, Tom? Yellow. Okay. And Bryce? I don't rent cars. Okay, uh, great. Uh, <laughs> Tom gets it. We all know we're talking about Hertz. Who's number two, Tom? Red. That's right. Red. We're all thinking about Avis. Who's number three or four-ish? Give me a- give, Green? Uh, and who is that? Uh, green is either national or That's enterprise. Correct. That's correct. Uh, yeah. Yes, yes, and yes. And then, uh, mm -hmm. and then, like, uh, then we get into the weeds on other stuff. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a bold play 
for Max to change their color scheme. And that's the dumbest thing I can, I, I, I know this is boring stuff, but, but I love all of this. Also the Max logo, for, uh, first of all, when I was talking about Max being a very good name, it was mainly because it was the only name that it was a single syllable, three letters that had no baggage. But I must admit, I, I'm not sure about the color change, but I do love the fact that they put, they designed the font in such a way that the lowercase a has that HBO circle in the middle, which is just enough to hint that HBO lives inside here, but this is a bigger, better brand. And until you read all of this, Tom, I had not considered the fact that Max also means the most. And if yeah. they're able to credibly claim the most bandwidth, the most access, like maybe do something crazy, like instead of five accounts, allow six accounts uh, on, on, on something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it imply that it's just the most and then take on Netflix. This is a bold, bold move. And I totally approve of it. JB Perrette saying, uh, Max will have everything. You won't need multiple services. We'll have the news. We'll have the sports. We'll have the movies. We'll have the best shows. I originally made fun of that in my head because I'm like, nobody is going to settle for one streaming service because there's always going to be something, another service. Hence me making a crack about Star Wars and Bridgerton, right? But I don't think JB Perrette saying that because he thinks people will literally believe it and just subscribe to Max. He just wants to further underline that idea of yeah but the one with the most the one you want to cancel last is max that's where they're going for there i mean so i would guess that they're not attacking netflix but they are directly throttling uh, the throat of disney plus where it's like are are you mm -hmm. over 20 then you're max if, if you have kids you're disney plus and, and well, we'll but they're see. adding a kid's profile and stuff. So I think what they're trying to be is like over 20 max under 20 max family with kids max. We, we are appropriate for everyone. Disney plus that's just for kids. Netflix. That's just for adults. Max has it all. I, that's kind of what I took from what they were saying. Yeah. It, I do think they overstepped a little bit by mm. saying it's the only one you need, uh, that, and, I mean, uh, what else are they going to say? But, uh, oh, you know, we're the best company. Like, of course they're going to well, say they, that. It's the best iPhone we've ever made. None of them have ever said we're the only streaming service you need because they understand that everybody's going to have two or three. They've mm. always said we're the essential one. We're the one you can't get rid of. We're the one with the best stuff. So coming right out and saying you don't need any other streaming services is, is a little bit bold and a little bit overstating. Well, especially because uh, we were talking about rental car companies and in a world where Hertz was number one, Avis embraced an, a totally different color scheme and their slogan was we're number two which means we try harder we please mm -hmm. you more we work harder for we don't rest we, on our we laurels earn, yeah exactly yeah. so yeah. um the fact that they're going for a bold move bold move we'll see how it plays out Okay, a couple of things here. We got great emails from people uh, because this was announced last week. Uh, e said that Brian was right. Discovery Services called Max. Andrew said, uh, we're definitely not listening to Brian. I'm a little shocked they're dropping the HBO name. Uh, you, you sort of touched on that, Brian, but that those are both accurate, although maybe not listening to everything you said uh, descriptions. Can you explain? Uh, first of all, I would like to totally own the fact that I'm doing the uh, uh, sports analyst thing of just making every prediction ever, and then I could just remember the time that, that I'm right. Uh, but, but I have 
repeatedly talked about the value of the HBO brand, and sometimes I've talked about it in the context of that's why you should protect it, which is why I said don't call it HBO, call it Max. Uh, but but if you didn't hear that, I could understand mm -hmm. why somebody would say, uh, Brian says the HBO brand is valuable. Why wouldn't they use it for the service writ large? Yeah. And then uh, Russ in Houston says, I know in the past I've come down on Brian's takes, but he's spot on about Warner Brothers Discovery. And he pointed out the A having the little dot inside like the O does. He said, is this a subtle way to keep Max associated with HBO? I never see that A. I instantly think of HBO because of the graphic design choice. Food for thought. 100% agreed. And uh, and uh, it's it's very, very elegant. Uh, there's such an art to this part of things. I I think it's great. Uh, and then the other part I wanted to address is that I, I saw a lot of folks saying, oh, this is the dumbest move. Uh, you know, how weird is it that these reality shows from Discovery are going to be on HBO Max and they're dropping the HBO name, blah, blah, blah. I personally thought this was them doing the least amount possible. They didn't change the prices. They just added a new, more expensive price to try to entice you without changing the prices. They've already added a ton of Discovery stuff that you probably didn't notice was in there if you weren't looking for it. So it's really not even changing what has been on offer. They're just changing how they display it. They're, they're, they're putting some of the stuff that was in the backup in the display case up front while also making it easier to navigate by saying, let's go by genre. Let's not, let's, let's not go by brands so that you get a better sense that we have a wide variety of things in here and you can find the stuff you like. HBO is probably going to still be a category separately from the genres because that's a brand worth calling out on its own. And calling it Max means, oh yeah, HBO Max. Max, Max, it's easy to remember that that's the new name of, of the thing because it's not wildly different. And, and as Brian has attested more than once, uh, it calls up a lot of good things about Maximum and, and it doesn't have a, a, a lot of baggage around it. Some people think it means Cinemax and they snicker a little bit about that, but it's that's not even a negative thing. So I feel like this is the, the least controversial move they could have made. Yeah. On top of that, they've also laid a bit of groundwork in that many of the HBO Max originals are were labeled Max originals, Original. not HBO yeah. Max originals, right? Uh, so of the three of us, uh, uh, Bryce, Tom, 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 and I, we we get to tax deduct our uh, uh, our subscriptions and say that we're doing research and we're sort of. You know, we're just going to subscribe to everything. It's essential for the show. I mean, it's not even just saying it. It's essential for the show to correct, be able correct. to talk about the but, things. But, right? but uh -huh. Bryce is somebody who actually has to decide on things. How does the rebrand land with you? Like, does it make you want more or less to buy the service? It doesn't change it for me. I uh, It really doesn't change it for me. I already, I mean, I subscribe to most all of these things as well. So that doesn't. I, it, it, the a rebrand doesn't change the the this for me. I mean, uh, they kind of mentioned some of the Discovery Plus is coming over, some of the content library is going to grow, but this will be one where it's like I, I gotta see it to believe it, um, and that's going to come from going in the app post update and what's new what have you got for me and then what does it look like in the next few months you know this and is this is this is like as much as this is a rebrand this kind of doesn't wipe away all of the um <clears throat> i don't know uh not great news of like things being disappeared over the past 12 months well and on top of that it doesn't wipe away like 10 years ago when hbo go was 
notoriously awful at, at, at streaming things consistently and, and, and but serve, HBO service now, stuff. I, the, I guess. HBO and HBO Now and all the HBOs. Like, to be honest, I'm really glad the HBO's not in this name. Huh. I, I do think we overestimate how much people care about the bad news. Uh, I think more people are going to be surprised to find this called Max uh, on the day that it, that it changes over on May 23rd uh, because people don't follow this stuff as closely. So, yes, all of us and all the people who listen to Cord Killers, they're still got, we've still got the taste in our mouth from the, the cancellation of Batgirl and all, all that sort of thing. Most people are just going to be like, oh, uh, they changed the name. Well, that's weird, and it's a different color. That sucks because now I can't find it when I'm looking for it. I'm used to looking for purple. Now I have to retrain myself. I think what it'll really come down to for all of us, though, is the graphic design. Is it usable? Is it easy to get around in? And the stability. Does it launch? Does it have the stuff? Because the content really isn't changing. As, as many new pieces of, of content that they announced, none of them were things that would have shocked me if they had announced them as HBO Max. So to me, it's like, hey, they're, they're going down the same path on the kinds of things they're going to announce here. That's great. Looks like there's some really fun stuff coming to Max. So is it going to be usable? It's going to be easy for me to get around. It's going to look different. It's going to it's going to be different to maneuver and find things. Does it make it easier to find things? Great. Does it make it harder to find things? Bad. Uh, I, I think that's more what's going to affect people's opinions of Max. Tom, that was brilliant. That is some of the best insight I've ever heard. And I'm sad that you mm. make no money whatsoever by doing this show. That's messed oh, up. No, no, no. I, in fact, even Bryce makes money what? Uh, from, from the show, Brian. From, how is that possible? You, like you, anybody you can pay, access you, this for you free. There's no the money, way to know. Brian, you, you pay us the money. Where are you getting You're signing money? my check. Who is, you're signing my checks, aren't you? Yeah, Isn't this where, your well, blood? I mean, your money I mean I'm, well, what are you proposing? There's some kind of magical service. I mean, are you just doing this out of the kindness of your heart, Brian? I mean, if there was such a magical service, it would be called patreon.com and we would have a website called patreon.com slash cord killers where you could keep us loud, live and independent for what, 12 years and counting? How long has it been, Tom? It's It's been uh, nine years and this is our 10th year of cord killers. Uh, and that's only this iteration of the show. <laughs> yeah. If you, you count frame rate, it's longer. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, it's like more like 13. Patreon.com slash cord killers. Keep us live, live and independent. Get your own RSS feed. Uh, you'll be able to get exclusive access to our super secret clubhouse meeting that we have at the end of every single night that we do this called after talk. Mm -hmm. uh, that's it. That's all you need to know. Yeah. And be, Bryce will be, be able cool to upgrade to Max. Yeah. Yeah. Patreon. I can get four concurrent streams. Hey, I'll share it with you. Oh, that's out there. That's out there. At least <laughs> one person, one, <laughs> one new sign up at <laughs> patreon.com slash cord killers. Write us at cordkillers at gmail.com. And we promise that Bryce will share his password with one of you. This is not a sweepstakes. No purchase necessary. All illegal stuff. Okay. Yes. Thank you, Bryce. Of course. What a value add. <laughs> Let's talk about how to watch on Bryce's account. <laughs> uh, oh, folks. Remember back in March when Netflix uh, pulled off a massive live streaming event with Chris Rock? It was a newsmaking event. Everybody was streaming in. The stream went great. Uh, yeah, Sunday, uh, Netflix blew all that away. A live reunion special for the cast of the reality show Love is Blind was first delayed. And then eventually canceled. 
uh, Netflix proceeded to record the special and post it on demand afterwards, apparently 19 hours afterwards. Uh, but it never did stream it live. Although there are some reports that some people were able to watch it live. The majority of people did not see this thing live. Uh, the, the stream started at 8 p.m. Reportedly, there were a few people in the U.S. could see it. But most people could not. So Netflix posted they would delay streaming 15 minutes. That stretched to an hour and a half, at which point Netflix posted to everyone who stayed up late, woke up early, gave up their Sunday afternoon. We are incredibly sorry that the Love is Blind live reunion did not turn out as we planned. We're filming it now and we'll have it on Netflix as soon as human possible, humanly possible. Again, thank you and sorry. Now, it took them until 12 Pacific Monday to, to get this up. Uh, they failed on live. Uh, and we talked about this on Daily Tech News Show and Justin Robert Young pointed out, he's like, no one cares if you get a live stream right. That's what they expect. But no one forgives when it goes down and you wanted to watch it, which is what is happening with Love is Blind. Some people are like, well, I'm not even going to watch it now. I'm so mad. Do, this is wild speculation on my part, Tom, but do you, if you were to place a bet behind the scenes, speculation, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. would you say this is quite simply... It wasn't the Super Bowl of comedy. Therefore, fewer resources were dedicated to it. Therefore, things didn't go great. I doubt it, but uh, because usually, usually that's what everyone thinks is like, oh, they should have ordered more capacity. They should have had more servers. They should have anticipated the proper demand, right? I don't think that's usually the problem. There is some provisioning involved. And you don't want to over-provision because it's too expensive. Uh, so, so you try to, to get close to what you're expecting with a little margin. But I went and I asked somebody who works in live streaming what the possible or probable causes in their opinion were. Uh, and they gave me two likely possibilities. The first would be just a connectivity failure from the studio. So that would be a thing that's like, it, it isn't necessarily anybody's fault. Connectivity problems happen. And if there was a connectivity problem coming out of the studio where they were recording, that could explain why they were able to record it for VOD, but couldn't stream. So may maybe there was just a problem there and that could be a vendor. It could be just a glitch. Who knows? However, if it's true that some people were able to see it, see it live, it probably wasn't connectivity coming out of the studio. So the second likely possibility is that it failed at the point where they fan it out to what's called CDNs, uh, content distribution networks. Uh, if you, I won't go too too far down this hole, but uh, you don't have one Netflix server serving out the video to everybody. You have content distribution networks that scatter millions probably, uh, certainly hundreds of thousands of servers around the globe so that there's a server fairly near you that's serving you live streams. That's easy to manage when it's on demand. You just copy them out and then they're available. When it's live, you have to fan all those streams out to all those CDNs at the same time. Uh, they would have to encode and package it before distributing it. And something in that part of process could have failed and allowed some people to see it. It was like working with one CDN maybe, but not with all of them. Uh, th this person said there's a technology called an origin shield that exists between the primary feed of encoders and the CDN. I'd look there to see if some were getting it and some were not, or if there was intermittent behavior. Uh, so it seems likely that something happened in the distribution network. Now there, 
it becomes a question of, again, not capacity, because Netflix has a huge CDN network and they don't have a capacity problem. The question is, did they improperly encode? Did they not install? Did they not have it configured? Was there a configuration error, et cetera, et cetera? And again, that could be internal. It could be a vendor. It's hard to say. Here's what it seems like to me. I, I would not evaluate the likelihood of trouble the same for this program as for the Chris Rock program. I would imagine that they would have redundancies on redundancies on redundancies to make sure that their very first, very, very major live stream stayed live. Um, I would imagine that what we're seeing is the very first of a scalable, ongoing, long-term program. And this would be the first program that was under that regime and that it happened to fail on, on launch. Right. In other words, they, they had a different team doing this than we're doing the uh, or, or, or maybe uh, even the Chris parts Rock of the one. same team, but just not yeah. as much redundancy, not but as not much. A, what if, what yeah. if, what if the, the rumor thing that I heard very grain of salt was that a lot of junior coding uh, talent at Netflix recently moved up and maybe older, more expensive uh, personnel had recently been let go. So there may be some, you know, just a people issue. Uh, potentially somebody uh, he made a change without realizing the effects of the change or, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it's possible that could be done by an older coder too, but yeah, it becomes more possible the less experience in the room. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. I, I, I again, I, I, I rather like the idea that, uh, that everybody acknowledged hypothetically, Brian speculating that the Chris rock experience was not scalable. But this might be. And the only way to find out whether or not it mm -hmm. is is to try it. Yeah. And and all of these, all of these possible speculations from from my in the industry insider, from for Brian and Bryce and myself, uh, they're they're all speculation because Netflix hasn't said. Uh, and I doubt we hear them say. Now, again, we talked about it on DTNS, and so I'll steal one of Justin's lines. He's like, as a journalist, keep an eye out. If a couple of weeks down the road, there's some leak about uh, some vendor contractor agency being bad. Then it wasn't Netflix's fault. They might have brought in some outside help that failed them. But if you never hear about it again, it was probably an internal issue. That's fascinating. Uh, this is the moment that I realized that I might be slightly more jaded than Justin, because I would imagine even if it was their fault, they would find somebody to they would write a check for somebody to throw under the bus. Well, no, you you think that and then leak out something about it anyway? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that that that's not entirely impossible. I say, I suppose. I um, I went and watched the uh, the reunion, just the beginning of it and a little bit of it. Uh, it didn't seem like not being live affected any absolutely anything at all about that program. I bet uh, there will be some executive who says we didn't even do it live, and everybody talked about it. Like I wouldn't be surprised if this just kills live streaming, if only because they now have this control of we hyped up a thing, but we didn't even do it live. It might and kill now it all these for people this genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, even the Chris Rock thing wasn't exactly interactive; it was just live. You don't know what will happen, but it wasn't interactive or anything. Well, and plus, also they successfully pulled off like like actual live live, uh, and what did they get? They got all the newspaper headlines saying. Um, 
uh, Chris Rock messed up one joke and then they edited it out later on. I wouldn't be surprised if we see something closer to the way they do the tonight show or the late show or whatever, where it's, you know, recorded a couple hours early. There's a little nips and tucks and it's pretty much live. Yeah. I mean, they, and that, that's how they've done their talk shows on Netflix, but yeah. I know Netflix wants to make live be a thing that they can distinguish themselves with. Uh, that that's why they did Chris rock. That's why this was their second one. Cause they are on the hook to stream the SAG awards live and they would like to do oh, other. That, that, award that would shows have to live. be live, yeah. live. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they would like to do other award shows, other events, possibly sports. I know they're cagey about sports, but you know, remember they've said, if we get the right control, we'll do it. And then they would want that to be live. Yeah. And I guess with with the live element, there's not a, there. If you can do it, there's not a downside to doing it, right? Because uh, uh, one of the other guys who does all these reality show things was on his radio show today, saying like, "Well, you just can't do it live. You know, we are. You know, we record these long segments and we edit them down. There's a lot of shaping that goes." It's like, okay, well, you could do both. <laughs> like, if you're Netflix, re- you could just do. That's both. why they were doing the reunion show live, not the rest of it live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. This is, a, this is probably not fatal to Netflix's live streaming, but they're going to have to pull off what, something else before the SAG Awards, I would expect, uh, live to to clear the air and say, yes, uh, we can do it. Because this wasn't just uh, a situation where it wasn't streaming well. It was a situation where it didn't stream at all for most people. Like it, it wasn't just like, oh, I was watching it and then it crapped out and it got pixely. I've had that where like that's capacity, right? That's where it's like, oh, there's too many people trying to watch. It's all stuttery. This would just didn't work. So so it was a more fatal error than that. Yes, but also a fatal error on a lesser property than Chris Rock. <laughs> I mean, it was a smart move to make your second one this. So Love is blind you, is big, though. Have, I, I, yeah. I, this is a this was a big whiff. I mean, a lot of people like that. Big show. whiff, but one that you could recover from with an on-demand version that would still satisfy most of the audience. Probably wasn't staying up to watch it live if it wasn't convenient in their time zone. So, yeah. Hmm. All right, let's talk about what to watch in under surveillance. Peacock released a trailer for its three-part series, The Continental, which is set in the John Wick universe. Colin Waddell plays a young version of the character that is played by Ian McShane in the movies. Mel Gibson plays a character called Cormac, uh, though he's not in the teaser. The series is coming this September. What do you think, Brian? Man, that's so weird that... Mel Gibson, uh, he's a big name, right? And and he wasn't in the teaser. Not in the teaser. No, huh. I didn't. They did not want people talking about Mel Gibson. They wanted people talking about Colin Waddell. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I I watched the trailer. It looked very milk toast. And Nick, uh, keep in mind, I have not invested into the Jock, John Wick series yet. I'm very much looking forward to it. Everybody says good things, but it felt like. All they wanted us to remember is the words John Wick and no mm-hmm. other names that begin with M and G. <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely not. Uh, I am a fan of the John Wick movies. I am very curious on the backstory of Ian McShane's character. I love that this is kind of, you know, a retro piece. We're going to see the origin of the hotel. I also... One of the charms of John Wick is that it is entirely unbelievable. Uh, so I'm a little curious how you make 
a backstory of a ridiculous concept uh, work. And there are ways to do that. Uh, but I didn't see any clues to how they're going to do that. This was more just here's the feel. How? Yeah, exactly. The uh, uh, having not watched any John Wick anything, all I know is that there's something about the pacing and the action that's over the top and lyrical and musical. Uh, I suspect that's what they're trying to communicate to the audience. Yeah, right yeah. It, it'll the just happen to be it, in old times. The Continental itself is is the neutral ground, right? It's the it's the hotel where all the various competing factions go, and they can they can hang out and relax and not worry that they're going to assassinate each other. Uh, and so, you know, it's it is an intriguing thing. How does something like that even come about? Yeah. Uh, Marvel released a trailer for The Marvels coming to theaters November 10th. Uh, I have to say that as somebody who liked uh, the Ms. Marvel TV series, that was the best part of this trailer uh, was seeing her in the movie universe and, and interacting uh, with Captain Marvel and the rest. Uh, what did you think, Brian? Tom, what if I told you there was going to be like a three-person crossover in an MCU property and one mm, will be mm. utterly adorable, unironically joyful and beloved mm -hmm. by everyone. Mm. It, it's going to be a, a, a lighthearted, almost comic romp with a lot of awesome action energy set pieces. And what if I told you that Brie Larson was going to be in it? I like Brie Larson. So you're saying you're, you're talking up or barking up the wrong tree. What, what are you trying to say? I'm saying that I, I find her joyless and unpleasant to watch. <laughs> okay. So you're not going to like anything she said. I get it. Well, well, wait, 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 wait. It, it was curious to me because, uh, 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 Captain Marvel was not pitched as a comedic, joyful romp. And as a result, it made sense that Brie Larson did not portray a comedic, uh, joyful mm -hmm. character. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is being portrayed in the trailer as a comedic, joyful romp. And I, I have not seen joyful. I, I don't know if Brie Larson is capable of joy, Tom. But she, Captain Marvel doesn't have to be the joyful one. They can be the foil. Yes. Having seen Captain Marvel, I saw a lot of people trying to bring joy. And I saw it shut down by Brie Larson. All right, all right. We, I, I think I think we're clear on, on your, your I, feelings around uh, Pretty Turns out she's like our number one patron. <laughs> <laughs> she goes under the name of Brian's biggest fan on our Patreon. Oh, that would crush me. I'm sorry, Brie Larson. I'm very, very sorry. Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Brie Larson. See, you're making fun of her name now, too, geez. <laughs> well, that was uh, you. I was copying. Oh, man. Brie Larson. I, we, uh, we, we didn't have it in the lineup, but Guardians of the Galaxy, a uh, bunch of teaser trailers. I, I threw it down in the notes down there. So, since we're talking about Marvel, though, are, are how are how is your temperature on guardians three uh you know what if you had put it in the uh, list i would have watched it uh under duress but uh because guardians of the galaxy is precious to me you and i experienced mm. the first movie and that was one yes. of the most magical like top 20 movie viewing experiences i've ever had so yeah. i'm intentionally not looking because i know for sure i'm gonna go see it uh Next time, if you want me to watch a trailer, force me to do it by putting it in the dock. Yeah, no, no, I did. I didn't want to, but but since we were talking about Marvel, I just wanted to to check your temperature on that. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll be really curious. Uh, I, I assume th that'll be an interesting one because James Gunn is leaving Marvel to you know head up DC. Uh, I, I wonder how much emphasis on closure there's going to be in that. Yeah, yeah. 
there's supposed to be some uh, on that, but obviously Feige wants to keep these characters around. So, uh, Disney released a teaser for the Muppets Mayhem series coming to Disney Plus May 10th. Follows Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem recording a studio album. So it's kind of a faux rockumentary. Yeah, which which at first when I re- uh, the the biggest risk factor I see on this, Tom, and tell me if you agree, is it looks like it's leaning very heavily on a lot of cameos and mm-hmm. people who uh, uh, it looks like it relies on a lot of people who are not known for awesome comedic timing and excellent insights uh, of of pop culture. It's stuff. got I it's it's like it's trying to do the Muppet Show thing, right? Of like having the 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 crazy camera or, or, or the Muppets like different. like 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 the Muppets was truly magical. I keep on rewatching it again and again and again. The one that Brett McKenzie won a Academy Award for. Uh, it it it's it's so good. I, I I there's nothing about this framework that scares me off from it. But that's 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 a heavy load that they're like even the the reference to Twitter already kind of sounds dated given mm-hmm. how Twitter is kind of broken yeah all right uh well folks well let's talk about what we've had our eyes on uh brian what have you been watching with your eyes uh tom i had an experience that i've not had in over a decade now uh one having kids makes it difficult um real quick anybody on the fence about having kids uh you worry about like whether or not you'll get to do whatever you want you'll still get to do whatever you want. You'll just figure out real quick what the bottom 20% of things are that you want to do. And I found out that going to live concerts and discovering new bands was on my bottom 20%. We had a friend in town who took me to a live venue and I'm tempted to not even say who it was. Um, But I watched for the first time in over a decade, a live music performance. And I stayed the entire time and I became an instant mega fan. It was <laughs> unreal. And part of the reason I'm not even saying who it was is because there is absolutely no way any recording, any video, any anything could capture what I experienced second row in at that show. So uh, I, I, I guess I'm just giving a shout out to maybe see a live performance because they're special for a reason. Why you got to do this, Brian? What? Well, because I, I I stayed home and 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 watched a streaming version <laughs> of live music. <laughs> you watched a concert on video. <laughs> I watched a concert on YouTube, Brian, from my couch. Okay. Uh, no, I, I I'm only half kidding. Uh, I I have actually been enjoying live entertainment uh, lately too. Uh, but over the weekend, I watched the Coachella live streams on YouTube, Couchella, where you watch it from your couch. Uh, this year, as we mentioned previously on Corey Killers, much more expanded. Six channels, one for each stage. There was one stage that was not streamed, uh, but apparently that one might get streamed next week because it's a two-weekend affair. Uh, But I've been doing this since they started doing Coachella, and every year they improve it. Every year it gets a little better, and this year uh, it was the best it's been. Not perfect, but the best it's been where I could just look at the actual Coachella schedule Uh, see if somebody like Uncle Waffles was on a stage, say, oh, they're on the Sahara stage, go to the YouTube Coachella channel, 
find the Sahara stage stream, start it, and there would be Uncle Waffles. So you could just follow the actual thing and not have to guess like, oh, is it on channel one or channel two? And which ones are tape delayed and which ones aren't? Uh, because everything was on there. Everything was streamed live when there was live. They did some replays when there was nothing live. Uh, with a couple of success, uh, of, exce- of, of exceptions, uh, <laughs> the most notable being Frank Ocean, which I, I've heard a hundred different explanations of why he was not streamed live. Some people have said, oh, that one was never going to get streamed live. They just did a bad job messaging it. Other people said, no, no, no. Uh, he, at the last minute, pulled his consent for streaming live. Whatever the reason, Frank Ocean was the headliner on Sunday night, the last night of the weekend. He was not streamed live. Everything else was, though, uh, that that I wanted to see. So I, I thought this was a really good way, short of going in person and experiencing the live music. Uh, if you can't do that, this was a great way to enjoy Coachella. It's the best I've enjoyed it ever since, ever since I started watching it. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, real quick, just to clarify, everybody you watched on Coachella was somebody you were familiar with, right? No, no, I, I I definitely had people I wanted to see like Blackpink, uh, but then Uncle Waffles was somebody I just discovered. I was like, mm, there's I, there's nobody I know here. Let me just flip through these channels till I find somebody interesting, and then I watch the whole show. Well, I stand corrected. Yeah, and now and now I am a fan of new new things, new new. Uh, I really new, want to what? say who it is, but I'm not going to. Now now it's a mystery. We'll talk about it in after talk. You wanted to say who what is? Uh, uh, the live show that I saw. Thank you. He's still thinking about his own secret. Yeah. Got it. Got it. All right. Yeah. So after talk to find that out and who my favorite Coachella stream was. Nice. Uh, folks, uh, we have Bryce on the lookout <laughs> for things all the time. Hello, everybody. I got to pick. Uh, this is, uh, I was kindly pushed or I was pushed to finish this after hearing your recommendation about it Tom but uh, I'm I'm letting you guys know about beef on Netflix uh, this is the uh, comedy drama thriller with Steven Yoon and Ali Wong uh, about two two angry people uh, who get a into a very minor road rage road rage incident and um, just completely lose really just lose their mind um they're both get caught on the wrong day and uh it escalates it reminds me a lot of um uh, the increasingly poor decisions of todd margaret oh, of no. just wow you're just making things way way worse um but i i think this is really interesting this is a24 also uh producing this so mm-hmm. it it feels I don't know. It doesn't even feel Netflixy. It feels a little better than that. <laughs> um, yeah, it does. Yeah, I I, I, um, I would describe beef as uh, a s- small, you know, butterfly flapping its wings incident. And at every point when there's two decisions you would definitely consider, they will always make the choice that you shouldn't make. And then it, that that's how they exploded out. Of, of, of all the splintered realities, this is the worst one. The worst okay. possible okay. With, reality. Uh, yeah. Very A24 <laughs> in, in keeping with uh, uh, everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think it's it's really interesting. There's one season out now with ten episodes on on Netflix. They've they've said that they've got ideas for how they could do it as a three season story. Um, but even if they don't do that, I think you got something full with this one season. Um, so highly recommended from from myself. It's called Beef. It's streaming on Netflix. If you've got something we should be in the lookout for, please email it to us. Our email address is cordkillers at gmail or check the show notes wherever you're enjoying this. Thank you. Uh, hey Bryce, yeah. before we move on, yes, I, I, I trust both you and Tom on this. So chime in 
Is this mm. a uh, my 15 year old daughter Josie inclusion or no? I never know because she's there's uh, there's violence and yeah, there is sexy stuff. Not like uh, yeah, explicit or well, I mean it's, it's la- Netflix language so. or or actual sensual sensual eroticism. I mean, I'm the latter. Pre- oh, okay, <laughs> ah, man, that might be on a cream. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, do you know, guy, guys, I, I, I didn't want to make a big deal about this, but I, I was, um, I dove down a deep, deep well on the internet and I found out, mm. did you Need know that every single desktop and laptop in the entire mm. universe is set to explode in about two months? And you know, this no. is true because we're going into the ad segment and you're not allowed to lie during ads, but right, every right. single against, laptop against and God. desktop, if you're seeing this on any kind of device, that's a laptop or a desktop, it's going to explode in exactly two months, mm. according to the mm-hmm. website that I read. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. only people who refuse to sign the agreement in this bizarre, catastrophic cabal where our friends over at doghousesystems.com. Oh so, I, I, I mean, I, I don't want to compare this to the Y2K problem, but it's like your computer's going to explode. And the only way to save your family, to keep alive, to also, I guess, maybe financially support us here at Cord Killers is to go to sure. doghousesystems.com slash rogue. Spell it right, R-O-G-U-E. Make sure to use promo code rogue at checkout. Get a new computer. You'll get a discount. You'll get some extra stuff. It'll be great. But mainly... Just when you go to sleep tonight, just consider how close you are to any exploding (laughs) laptop or desktop. And you know this is real because it's an ad and I cannot lie. Yeah. And he did read it somewhere. A Daily Tech News show commits to investigating this, finding out more about it. Please, please. I I look forward to next week hearing what you guys have found out. But but while while we look at whether it should be reported or not on Daily Tech News show, do you want to take that chance? Uh, (laughs) No, I I do not. (laughs) There's no laughing matter, Brian. People's. Houses are going to catch on fire. Yeah, yeah. no. That's, that's, that's not a I don't know so why I'm laughing. Bad. Maybe I'm laughing out of fear. You know, a, fl- yeah, a fight or flight response. We're laughing right in the face of danger. That's Because you know you have a doghouse system, right? That's why you're laughing. Yes. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah. we'll be fine here. We, One, two, three. We'll be yeah, fine here. Yeah, we'll be fine. We'll be fine here. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. Hey, okay. man. Who wants free stuff? We give away free stuff all the time. If you go to gimme.scamstuff.com, G-I-M-M-E at or, uh, dot uh-huh. scamstuff.com, then we'll enter you into our regular drawings. I think this way, this week we're giving away a, um, a, a build your own padlock, padlock thing. Uh, but more importantly, you'll be hearing from me via a little thing called an email. Tom, you hear these? What emails? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Keep, keep I've, you up I've, to date. I've been wanting to experiment with that. What are they gonna? Are you you're gonna be telling me about like uh, your haircut? You mean like no? Oh no! no. Like, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna tell you about good stuff. Like like, like like the fact that World's Greatest Con season three is now out <gasps> and episode three what? just dropped twenty four hours ago. That's the kind of thing I'll let you. Does know it have about. demons? Yeah. Oh yeah. It, yeah no, it's uh, uh. Does it have demons? Demonic. Yeah no, it, it's titled demonic. For a very good reason. All right, that's mm-hmm. it. That's a time confirmation. You know. There is demons in the world's yep. greatest con. Yep. There you go. Confirm. Go get it, folks. Let's but move on to the front lines. Ah. There are flammable ah. demons in your computer. 
YouTube announced pricing for next season's NFL Sunday ticket, which is moving from DirecTV to YouTube and YouTube TV. The short version is that it will be more expensive. You're not surprised. Here's the longer version. If you're a YouTube TV subscriber already at $73 a month, you'll get a discount if you sign up by June 6th. After June 6th, YouTube TV subscribers, the standard price will be $349 or $389 a year. If you want Red Zone, the channel that shows you important plays of all the games underway, uh, Red Zone is an extra is, is included in that 349 in that 389. So it's 349 for just NFL Sunday ticket, 389 for Red Zone. Red Zone is also available without Sunday ticket for 10.99 a month. If you just want to add Sunday ticket to YouTube without getting YouTube TV, it's a hundred dollars a month more. Oh, so per season. You, a YouTube month, TV, a month. Wait, yeah, the- YouTube TV is $73 a month. It's $100 more for Sunday ticket. Um, Just say it. $249 a month? No, Wait, no, no. Or- for the season. For the season. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you were right. For the season. Okay. But still, that's still, that's still a lot. That's, huh. Uh, meanwhile, Google has expanded its free ad-supported TV or fast listing, uh, uh, free ad-supported TV or fast listings on Google TV interface. If you have a device running Google TV, you can run, find more than 800 live channels now in its guide interface. They include news channels from neighbor, major broadcasters, free channels from Tubi, Pluto TV, Plex, Haystack News. And if you pay for the service like Sling TV, then you have uh, piped in some over-the-air channels from an antenna. Those channels will show up as well a similar tv guide and free channels will come to some android devices later this year that's a nice looking interface and people you know what it's funny we're going back to the grid everybody's like oh we don't have to use the grid anymore turns out the grid was there how much of that is that we love the grid and how much of it is that we love the smug satisfaction of feeling like we finally have killed cable right in the neck I think it's because the grid works. I really do. I, I cuz Sling had like 15 different ways of avoiding the grid before it finally was like, "All right, fine. People just want a grid." Uh I, I maybe it is just what we're used to. I I don't think it has so much to do with the Schadenfreude as familiarity. Uh, AMC Plus plans to offer an ad-supported tier later this year. It will have the same content as paid plans and promises minimal ad interruptions uh for movies so there might be one mid-roll or one before but they say they're not going to disrupt all of the things yeah and i guess it's not necessarily going to be free although that'd be brilliant um but uh yeah well uh i i I guess with details scant um i don't want to speculate too hard on that one Uh, kim kelleher the company's chief commercial offering said it will feature a light ad load but did not say if it would have a price attached to it so uh, more details to come apple has signed a multi-year deal with canal plus to provide apple tv originals to canal plus subscribers in europe they'll be part of the canal plus subscription and not an add-on some shows like the morning show foundation and tehran will be broadcasted on canal plus premium tv channels and if canal plus subscriber accesses apple tv's app they won't be able to get the shows there without paying for apple tv plus apple vp of services eddie q says quote it's a many years thing and hopefully something that lasts forever in my mind. And Apple TV 4K added a multi-view feature for Apple TV streams that's in beta and you could turn on setting, uh, you could turn it on in settings. It's useful if you want to watch multiple soccer games at once, for instance. 
I think this is fascinating. Uh, this is Apple saying, yeah, we, we'd, we'd love uh, to make money off of Apple TV+, Plus, but we would also like to just make money off of all of this content we're creating. And so we'll, we'll put it out on Canal+. Plus. I guess Apple doesn't think that's going to undermine their subscriptions uh, because they they probably figure that's two different two different audiences. What? There's the audience with the wire in the back of their TV, and there's the audience that watches on an Apple TV attached to their TV. Uh, Apple TV Plus content is also kind of curious in that, uh, with the example of Ted Lasso, watching it with uh, Josie, my 15-year-old, she was like, I don't understand why all of the FaceTimes are so weird. Like, nobody, why, why is, you know, a kid holding the phone properly? That doesn't happen. And I was like, you ever notice that all the devices are Apple devices? <laughs> and uh, uh, for a company that notoriously does not pay for placement, it seems like there's some back end for apple content to get out there into the universe yeah I, that doesn't hurt uh but i but i honestly think they're just like yeah we're, we'll we'll get our shows out there in front of people too like it's not just the devices in the shows it's also people watching on canal plus then eventually canceling cable and being like huh where do i find that show the morning show i really enjoyed it oh i can get it at apple tv plus yeah it's i don't know seems smart to me uh, and another revenue source for Apple. All right, a few other notes here. Prime Video renewed a league of their own for a four-episode second and final season. Uh, Paramount Plus will screen the last two episodes of Picard at 10 IMAX theaters in the U.S. Uh, if you want to you see them all in, in big, big surround video. Peacock launched an app for the MetaQuest 2, so you can watch shows in a virtual theater on the virtual reality headset, similar to what other streaming services like Netflix offer. Sylvester Stallone's Balboa Pictures has signed a multi-year deal with Amazon for first looks rights to film and TV projects. HBO released a trailer for The Idol, a series about a pop star starring Lily Rose Depp and The Weeknd. That will premiere June 4th at 9 p.m. WGA voted to authorize a strike if no detail if no deal is reached by May 1st. They last authorized a strike in 2017. Did not strike at that point. The last strike they enacted was 2007. That's the famous one that lasted for 100 days and gave rise to the cancellation of a lot of shows like The Pie Man. And and also the destruction of franchises that like uh, lost barely made it through all all of that. Uh, if you were going to place a bet, uh, both of you guys, Tom Bryce, uh, do you think that they're actually going to strike, or do you think that this is just them front loading a credible threat? If I had to guess, uh, I think they intend to strike. I don't think it's just front loading, but I don't think they will have to. Yeah, I like this. This was a very scary story in the like big breaking news thing on on deadline. But uh, uh, the fact that they have authorized this before and they haven't even done that strike, that last strike was so long ago. Uh, I think everyone remembers how important they need it is to get a yeah, deal. Done. Nobody wants to see all of our late night hosts grow beards again oh my that God. was dramatic <laughs> they, they, you authorize james corden's gonna get run over have you seen the clips of him on the street he's gonna get run over if they keep having to do this let them write something for real for him yeah yeah uh you authorize the strike uh to show you're serious to focus the mind so you get a deal yeah. uh and and i i feel like that that is what is going on so uh when you mentioned the picard finales uh, tom uh, mm. you put it in the context of high fidelity and awesome sound but to me it's 
got to be more of a cultural thing. Like I want, I would love to watch the last two of these surrounded by other fans of, of the Star Trek fan franchise. Oh, sure. that, that, that's a huge part of it. And, yeah. And I mean, you don't are, put them in IMAX if it's not for like also getting the crazy cool surround and everything, but yeah, yeah. That's, yeah the uh, community uh, is a huge part of that. Per the websites, the cities are Atlanta, Chicago, Dallas, Fort Worth, Los Angeles, New York, Orlando, Phoenix, San Francisco, Seattle, and Washington, DC. I don't see Austin there and i don't want to drive to dallas tom mm. what about you will you go you see should this? fly to la and we'll go see it here oh what have you done <laughs> what have you done tom patreon.com slash cord pillars is where everybody needs to go right now what have you done tom i still have not seen your new house from half I a know. decade ago yeah. oh my, my new old house yeah. oh that would be so great oh. <laughs> what is that again yeah, we, we'll, we'll and talk. we'll make content or something for you. I mean, we'll, also we'll do dot 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 content. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't just give us money for tra travel. All right, let's go to the dispatches <laughs> from the front. Of course, we we talked about most of the emails about Max uh, when we talked about HBO Max changing to Max earlier. But one more email from that Charlie dude. Uh, who was talking about rental movie prices for brand new movies that are in between theater and streaming runs. I've seen prices between five 99 up to $20 for early releases. I got mad at myself during the Easter weekend. We went to rent a movie and I noticed there was a special for the movie and it was renting at 99 cents, but it was late and we didn't want to watch it then. And we were going to watch it the next day. So I waited to rent it and the price jumped back up to five 99 on prime video. I, I would be curious to know if this was straight up a timing thing or maybe a, uh, uh, like, I, 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 Tom, you can tell me if I'm right or not, but like you can make a website, show you one price the first time you look at it. And then if it, the cookies but very, say and Amazon coming back, then it's absolutely like, well, does now that you've on decided. It's retail. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm curious if that's the case. And also don't forget, you get f usually get 48 hours. It varies from service to service. You get 48 hours to start your rental. So even though he wasn't going to watch it till the next day, he would have been fine. Ooh, that's actually, oh, uh, uh, that's a good prompt. Uh, if you guys want to write us at uh, cordkillers at gmail.com, uh, let us know about weird pricing fluctuations that you've experienced like this. Oh, yeah. Because I would no, love like to get some more insight, boots on the ground, as to dynamic pricing on this stuff. Excellent. Thank you, that Charlie dude. And thanks, everybody, for watching and supporting us. Uh, our website is cordkillers.com. Our email address is cordkillers at gmail.com. We're live on twitch.tv slash night attack Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We'll talk to you next time. Hey, Tom Merritt, what's going yes. on? I'm just hanging out here watching this scroll go by. Uh, what are you doing? Trying to set up a bit where we thank our beautiful, beautiful patrons, all these wonderful names. I'm sorry, names. I'm too distracted looking at these beautiful, beautiful patron names going by. Look at that one. I mean, if you wanted to be one of these people, patreon.com slash cordkillers would be the place to go. I mean, they're, yeah. scra they're, they're scratching our itch, like, because we're I think addicted. as long as it's consensual, like, we're, we're addicted to their money. And love. Might as well face it. Well, okay. God damn it. <laughs> Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>